Well, thanks so much, Olivia, for sharing such authenticity and vulnerability. Um, we really appreciate that. Guys, she's even pulling double duty tonight, rocking the keys and sharing the story. Can we just give her another round of applause? Thank you so much, <laughs> Olivia. All right, as uh, one of the music guys around here, um, I often get asked, Tim, what is the deal? Why do we spend so much time singing songs at services and events around Orchard? Sometimes we actually spend as much time singing as we do with like the teaching. What is the deal? As I reflected on that question recently, I thought to myself and I was reminded that songs, music, lyrics, they connect us and remind us of moments. They connect us and remind us of moments. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, whenever I hear the song Green Eyes by a band called Coldplay, I always go back to my first dance at my wedding with my wife. That was just about 20 years ago. Do you guys have like some specific songs that go through your head that whenever you hear it, it takes you right back to a specific time or place or connection with a person? Some of those are probably good. Some of those maybe are bad. But I bet everybody had one that just popped in their head. So turn to a neighbor and share what that song is and what does it remind you of? Go. Probably stirs up some feelings, maybe some good ones, some happy moments, some joyful times of celebrations. Maybe some of you stirs up some bad feelings. Anybody got a breakup song out there? Or maybe a first kiss song, you never know. Now here's the deal, I'm bringing it back in. Amanda told me maybe I shouldn't share this story because it kind of dates how old I am, all right? Um, but here's the deal. A few years ago, I was a sophomore in high school over at Cedar Falls High School, all right? Just a few years ago. The year was 1996. Okay. So uh, I don't know if any, uh, there's a couple people here that were alive maybe back then. Uh, my older sister, uh, her name was Sarah. She came home from college and she said, Tim, do you want to go to a concert? And I was like, heck yes, let's go to a concert. It was Thanksgiving break. And so the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, we headed down to the Quad Cities. The Mark was the, the, the venue and over 10,000 people gathered for an epic. It was going to be my first like mega concert, large group, like full sound and lights and production experience that I'd never experienced before. The band? rock legend Aerosmith. Does anybody know Aerosmith? A few people, okay. Aerosmith. Man, we're talking about the big arena, all the cool stuff, and most importantly, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, the man, the legend, representative of all rock. First time experience, over 10,000 people in that place. Seven Mary Three rounded up their first opening set and the arena went completely black, completely silent, and it was like still for just a few moments. And then you could see the little flashlights of the guys helping the band find their way on stage and start getting excited, but it stayed black. And then we saw Steven, you could tell because like his hair was kind of flying all over the place. He got into position and then all of a sudden this like gigantic white curtain drops from the ceiling of the arena and a single spotlight flies up behind him 
and the result was like a 550-foot-tall shadow of Steven Tyler doing all of the Steven Tyler-ness things, flashing his hair around, sticking his lips like this, and doing a little one-two with the microphone. No music, just the shadow on the screen, large and in charge. And we in the crowd erupted with cheers and excitement. And then they kicked in and the music was cranked up and all of our favorites of Dream On, Dude Looks Like a Lady, Love in an Elevator, there's so many more songs. It was an epic night. I remember that night. It made an impact on me and it was over 25 years ago. <laughs> over 25 years ago. You guys, we're in this series, Songs and Scriptures. Songs connect us to moments that help us to remember. Songs connect us to moments that help us to remember. And we sing here at Orchard to help connect us to moments where we experience the beauty, the wonder, and the awe of God to help us remember who he is and what he's done for us through the gift of his son, Jesus. Songs are important to each of us in unique ways, right? Uh, but the songs that we sing together in church are extremely, extremely important. Why? Because it's one way that we as a group can come together and respond to who God is and what he's done. There's lots of ways to respond and worship to who God is and what he's done. I mean, limitless. But the things that we can do together as a body of believers, as a group, to respond, those are pretty unique. And singing is one of those things. And so that's why we value singing a lot because it's something that we get to do together as we respond. So songs are part of our liturgy, which is really a fancy name for order, specifically church order, okay? So you know, like when you go to a play or a musical or a concert and you get handed like a program and it says, here's the songs and act one and intermission and two and here's the bathrooms also. It's kind of like that. Uh, church, we've made up a really funny word called bulletin. Do you guys, everybody have a bulletin growing up? Yeah, there you go. It has like the hymn numbers in there that you're gonna turn to. Yes, all that stuff. So uh, songs are a part of our liturgy, which is just our order of like a service, okay? We have, I guess I don't have it right now, but we have like a liturgy tonight that's printed out on a planning center sheet and we talk about it. And within that liturgy, we sing songs, we have messages, we have hosting and games and that kind of stuff. Within our litur liturgy, there's a bunch of these songs, and these songs help shape, they help us share and explain our church's theology, okay? AKA what we believe. If you're around Orchard long enough, um, I've been on staff full-time since 2004 and doing music for a good chunk of that. I get asked a lot of times, like, Tim, what is going on at Orchard? What the heck do you guys even believe over there? And really, it can come down to two simple things. Shortest answer. Number one, we believe the Apostles' Creed. Look it up. It's in the Bible. That's what we believe. Number two, just look at the words of the songs that we sing. Look at the words, the songs that we sing. It speaks into what we believe. So those words, those songs, are super important. They better cover it all, okay? Like, it can't just be a highlight reel on Jesus, because we also need to, which we just sang about, we also need to speak about how awesome and mighty God is, and also we got to talk about the Holy Spirit, and how God loves us, and how he's for us, and how our sins are erased by what Jesus did on the cross, and all that stuff. It goes on and on and on. So when Amanda and Hope, or Bradley and I and Dan, were picking songs for an event, like, we don't just pick my favorite songs that I love to jump around to, or dance to, or just play the crap out of the drums to, because it's fun, Milo. We don't just pick the songs that Hope sounds amazing on, but we all know she sounds amazing on all the songs. We pick songs to make sure that we have a healthy, well-rounded diet. 
We call it a song diet, okay? Because we don't just want the dessert. We don't just want to know about Jesus. We need to sing and believe and form our theology about who God is, God, Father, Son, Spirit, what Jesus did for us because of our sin, and also then the opportunity to respond. We need a healthy song diet. And so we actually practice making sure that when we're singing songs here at Basic or on Sundays or Wednesdays or Thursday nights or other things, we're making sure we're singing about all those important aspects, not just the dessert, the pumpkin pie. Cool? So what does the song diet here at Orchard consist of? Well, here at Orchard, we define worship as our response to who God is and what he's done for us. Our response to who God is and what he's done for us. Everybody say, our response to who God is and what he's done for us. So we make sure we have three areas, okay? It's songs about who God is, his attributes and characteristics. It's about who Jesus is and why we need Jesus because of the weight of our sin. We are separated from God. So Jesus came to make sacrifice that we can be redeemed. And then the first thing, our response, we respond. So we make sure that we have things. Those are our diets, okay? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, appetizers, entrees, desserts, however you want to call it. That's our diet. They're extremely important because it's the one way that we respond together and sing about the whole, the whole deal. So we have a vetting process. Just because I heard a new song on the radio last week and I think we should play it this Sunday doesn't mean it's going to get played this Sunday. We actually spend time vetting and going through our songs to see if it works and makes sense in our song diet. So we're going to do that. It's important. We're going to do it together as a team right here. We're going to song vet one of my favorite songs lately, which I think you guys just got the lyrics handed out. Firm Foundation. Look at it. Maybe you're already thinking about how much you can't stand this song or how much you love this song or how you're tired of this song. But I'm going to tell you, I've got two moments, two moments, remember songs remind us of moments, that this song has really impacted me in particular. So 2021, New Year's Eve, I found myself having an extremely hard time breathing. About 5 p.m. on New Year's Eve, I rushed to urgent care to get a bunch of steroids um, to help fight off uh, an infection that I disco they discovered in my lungs. However, uh, I went a week on those steroids, and I had only gotten worse. I could not breathe. I could not stand. I had no strength. I couldn't get up or down. And so um, my wife rushed me to the ER, and this was like another time of the flare-up of COVID stuff going on. And so three and a half hours, I sat in a waiting room on oxygen until a bed opened up, and then I spent a day in the ER. My blood oxygen levels had dropped into the low 80s, which is really bad. So like when you're in the 70s, you're basically dying. You're dead. So uh, I was there. Long story short, um, spent the day there. Luckily, got the oxygen levels back up. I was on meds and ventilators and all these things for the next three weeks. Um, long story short, uh, I've got one of those long haul COVID guys and COVID, I now have, because of COVID, I now have mild to severe asthma and I have sleep apnea. So those are cool things. But what's nice about it is I can manage them. So I got inhalers and I got a cool little like Darth Vader thing that I wear at night and I'm just better in general. So here's the deal. While we're in that ER bed, I was nervous. My wife was nervous. Our kids were nervous. We didn't know what was going on. But our team had just started vetting the song Firm Foundation. And so I remember when I think of this song Firm Foundation and when we sing it, when I see the lyrics, I remember that moment when I was sitting in that bed with all the wires and the things all over. I remember that Christ is my firm foundation. 
the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. That day in the midst of the storm that I was experiencing, I realized that I had faith, hope, peace, because I had built my life on the rock, the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. And friends, it's not a matter of time. You just heard Olivia's story. We all have these kinds of stories. Storms come in various degrees, but they all cause damage. And if you don't start building your house on a firm foundation of Jesus Christ, when that tornado or hurricane or derecho or whatever that storm comes in, it's too late to start building it. You can't build that firm foundation in the middle of the storm. It's too late. In the middle of the storm, that's where you see the strength of your foundation. You either hold fast and endure or it crumbles into pieces. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus told us, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So friends, we're gonna vet this song together. We just got a few minutes, and I wanna go through with you kind of what we do as a worship team and with our staff, um, key parts of this song, like does it pass all of our litmus tests or not, okay? So I think we might bring the lights up a little bit more so you can see. Um, but we're going to look at this firm foundation. We're going to pull up a doc. We've got the doc. This is what we do as a team. <clears throat> the first thing we like to do for any new song is we want to identify the names of God that are in it. Okay? So this is a little like you guys got to help me. I know all the answers. And there's probably things that you guys know that I don't know. So look through the lyrics. What are the names of God that are identified on there? There's lots of names of God in general. But which are the ones that come up for this song, Firm Foundation? Just throw them out. Anybody see something? Christ. Yeah. Jesus. That's in there. Okay. Anything else? It's okay. I'm just, just curious. You, capital Y. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Okay. Anything else? I don't want to cut us short, but we'll keep moving on. All right, another thing that we like to do is we want to know who is singing this song to who? Whom? Whom is singing it to whom? English majors, don't judge me. Okay, so, uh, like, is it I'm singing this to God? Is this God singing it to us? Are we singing it to someone or something? Any ideas? It's kind of like the, the pronoun of what, what is this song? What's the, who, who's singing it? Let me know. What do you see on there? We are singing it. So we put our, yeah, we are singing it. But also is it, what's the actual, what's the actual word? I, yeah, right? I'm so glad I put my trust. So it's I singing this to God. Yes. Good try, Ken. He's laughing back there. I'll call you out because I like you so much. All right, what's the next thing that we go through? God's attributes, what kind of attributes, characteristics of God is talked about in this song? You won't fail. So I'd say like an attribute of God is that he's unfailing. That helps give an example. What other words do you guys see in there? Faithful, yes, for sure. Any others? Peace. That might be, that might fall somewhere else, but let's get it up there for now. Is he weak or is he strong? Is he mighty? He is powerful, I'd say. Does he hate us or does he love us? 
Yeah, I think love, isn't love in there somewhere? Unfailing. I see another two words together. He always keeps his promise. He's a promise keeper. Safe. Those are some attributes of God. That is who is God. Remember our response to who is God and what he's done for us. Okay, we're going to move on next to theological themes. Theological themes. This is where I'd probably put peace in general. That's all right, though. You could be very peaceful in that house. Yeah, yeah. What else? Theological themes. What what I hear back there? Faith. Yes. I put my faith. Yep. What else? Peace. Faith. I was talking about the trials that I had with my whole oxygen and being sick. I'd say theologically, we talk about trials, suffering. And maybe I'd say most importantly, hope. Okay, so the next thing that we always do, unless you guys have any others, no? Joy, oh, I like that. Woohoo! fantastic. Is we're going to check those three themes, the OAC three themes. We're going to check the boxes. Does it include who is God? Yes or no? Does it include what Jesus has done for us? Yes or no? Does it include our response to who God is and what he's done for us? So how about the first one? Who is God? Does it describe who God is? Yeah, definitely. We got some shaking heads. How about what Jesus has done? Does it talk about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins because of our sin that separated us? Not really. It doesn't really speak directly into that, right? Which is okay. You're like, wait, it didn't check all the boxes and we're still singing it. It's okay. There's rarely songs that actually check all three boxes. There's a lot of songs that check multiple ones. But there are some. You check out King of Kings. What a beautiful name. Those are some hot ones that cover all of them. Living Hope. All right. Next one. Our response. Is there a response? Is there something we were saying earlier? I put my faith in you. Is that a response? I'm surrendering. Yeah. Hope says yeah. From the nosebleeds. Sweet. So we got yes, no, yes for the three themes. And then one of the most important things, this is what this whole scripture and Psalms is about. What are scripture references? Because that's what we want to help you guys know. Remember, we're shaping our theology. And a lot of the songs that we sing, word for word, come out of scriptures. And so just kind of off the top of your head, do you, do you, can you think of a few scriptures of in the Bible that basically help comprise or put this song together? I've hinted at a few of them already. Matthew 7. What does it say in Matthew 7? That's great. Good job. You clicked right to it. Boom. Yes. That's one of those really solid ones. Now, what's interesting, what I love about that scripture is it's also referencing what? What, what, that was the last thing that Jesus said as part of, anyone? Bueller, Bueller, yeah, that's right, the Sermon on the Mount. Have you guys heard those words before? Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6 and 7, Jesus tells story after story after story, also known as parables. And the very last thing that he says is, don't be like the foolish man that doesn't put my words into practice, like the one that builds his house sand. So it's like, it kind of references all that stuff. The Beatitudes are in there, all kinds of things within the Sermon on the Mount, which is great. Okay, I got a couple others that are short and sweet. Does anybody else know of them off the top of your head? 
then we'll be wrapping things up. Earlier I said, Jesus said, the red letters, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. That comes from John 16, 33. And then the other one that I always think of is it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. James 1, 2 through 3, it talks about when you face trouble. It's not a matter of if, it's when, because we all will. So there's a lot of other things that go into this, but that's kind of a general thing. We actually take this time to make sure that we are helping to form a well-rounded song diet because it's important for us as we're singing, as we develop our theology of what we believe. So earlier I shared, I had two moments that I always go back to when thinking of firm foundation. We're good with this if you wanna go back, Katie. Thanks for doing that. How'd she do on spelling? She was so nervous. Yes, A plus. So the first was my trip to the ER. The second, as I wrap things up, the second is when uh, the moment the bottom dropped out of my life. Past year, I experienced loss and brokenness of some of my deepest, longest friendships in my life. Honestly, I felt betrayed. I felt broken and I felt humiliated. I've always been kind of an emotional robot, if you say. You never really know what I'm feeling inside because I never told you how I was feeling inside because I didn't really know how I was ever feeling inside. I just put on a smiley face and went about my day. So this emotional robot, I was like R2-D2, I just got tipped over and I wasn't really sure if I even wanted to get back up. Trust that was so far lost, I wasn't sure I ever wanted to give it to anyone again. But I did. The storm hit, it hit harder than I could have ever imagined but I had joy in the chaos, I had peace that made no sense. I leaned into not my own strength, but those people around me that God had placed in my life. I can say I made it through and I'm still making it through each and every day. Resonate with Olivia and her story. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. If everything around me is shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my faith Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. Friends, he didn't fail me then, and I know he will not fail me now. My wife Shelby and I have lived on a small acreage in town for about 10 years, and uh, there's a ton of trees. They're huge, big, mature trees. Most of them are oaks. Actually, the lane that we live on is called Whispering Oaks Lane. It sounds majestic, doesn't it? Hope knows. She lives down there, too. Um, well, what happens when you have big old trees is uh, sometimes they get oak wilt or they get beetles and they die, and so you have to cut them down. And what do you always look at when you cut down trees? You look at the stumps and you look for the rings. Yeah, and the rings tell you how, how old the trees are. So we have some that are like 150 years old that we've cut down. Well, not me by myself. But did you know that not all rings are created equal? You see, in years of like extreme drought or like monsoon rains, those trees have to endure a lot more. And so those rings are actually wider because it was a more difficult year. And in fact, of years that like a tornado or a hurricane or like a derecho, like a crazy catastrophic event happened in the year of that tree, those roots and the bark have to get so much stronger and deeper to endure that storm that you can see that it kind of makes a scar among the ring. 
And those scars, the extra like vitamin and minerals that are produced by the tree to help it kind of weather and endure that storm and that time of that year, it actually forms kind of around that scar a beautiful, a beautiful finish, almost like it's stained, like a nice stained finish on wood. And for me, that's like some of the most beautiful part of the tree is finding those scars. Because when you see those scars on this tree, it's a reminder that, guys, when our firm foundation in Jesus is being tested in the storms and trials of our life, he's also making us stronger. He's building our foundation deeper and wider and longer so that we can continue to live for him, to shine for him. Friends, songs are important. They remind us of moments. I don't care if you're singing about Tennessee whiskey or Shake It Off or whatever new Taylor Swift song. Those are moments that you remember. I know Amber talked about her experience at a Taylor Swift concert, been to a Chris Stapleton concert. Those are great. And actually, a couple of the most spiritual times that I've ever experienced in my life through music was at a Coldplay concert and a U2 concert. Guys, God gave us the gift of music to enjoy, the world's international language. This time of year, so many of us are singing these Christmas songs. We all know the melodies, sometimes the words. <laughs> but when we gather together in Jesus' name, as the church, and we sing songs about who God is and what he's done for us, we start to believe even more. It starts to help shape our theology. And sometimes when we're singing those words and you don't even believe it in your heart, as you keep repeating it over and over, it actually helps you believe a little more. And so as we go into closing out some time of worship and singing together, friends, be thinking about these words. What are some of your favorite songs that we sing around here? What is it about them that you love? Where do they come from in scripture? Maybe that's an easy little devotional for you to do, like 20 or 30 seconds. Gibbs took him two seconds to Google that firm foundation of scripture. These songs are important. They're not just random babies help us figure out what we believe and then how to respond. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for the gift of music. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these people. Father, I'm so thankful that we have a team that can help each other out so that we can try our best. We hope it's not the worst. We know it's not the best to help provide a well-rounded theological view of who you are and what you've done for us through the songs that we sing. God, thank you for this time together. Thanks for this place. Thanks for the freedom, the privilege, the opportunity to join together as your Christ body, responding in song and music to who you are and what you've done for us.